0: Baseball match, had the fever and had it bad, to the home, down through every two, Blue, on
1: a Saturday. Well hello once again fellow baseball fans. This is your host Josh item here on the small town baseball commute. It's probably time we do a quick plug here. If you like some of what you've been listening to so far, the best way you can help is to share this podcast with friends, whether that's social media, email, sending a telegraph through a time traveler from western union or however you can help us get into the ears of fellow town baseball lovers like ourselves we've talked a lot about doing a podcast like this for a lot of years and what's held me up i think is the idea that for some reason we needed to take things mainstream you know meaning trying to tweak it so the non-small town baseball fan would enjoy it well You know, I'm not interested in what the non-small-town baseball fan thinks of our podcast, no offense to them, uh, because I'm not Joe Rogan, and that's just not our deal. So if anything, what I hope this does is help bring your own small-town baseball memories and experiences to mind, and we're just going to have a lot of fun on the way. And we'll shoot for a couple episodes a week as life allows, and we'll go from there. So, all right, enough of that. That's my plug to share this if you're enjoying it. And let's get on here to episode five. This was another really fun conversation, at least for me, and this one's with Ryan Gerber. Ryan of the Gerber family from Exelon, Wisconsin, who's been involved with several teams up in the Northwoods for decades here. One of the beautiful things about small-town baseball are the family traditions that travel alongside the game, and you'll hear a lot about that from Ryan here on this commute. So, time to play ball. Let's get to episode five.
2: All right, good morning. We've got another episode of the small-town baseball commute. And up early with me this morning, making his breakfast, is Ryan Gerber. Ryan, how you doing this yeah. morning?
0: Good, Josh. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, you bet. So uh, I got a couple couple things I definitely want to ask you about. You've kind of grown up around Town Ball. I want to talk to you about uh, the evolution of, you know, what has become the loons now in the summer. But I think before we get into that, for anybody that doesn't know, out there that doesn't know Ryan, Ryan, why don't you give us a little bit of your your journey, your backstory, and and what's led you into small-town baseball.
0: Yeah, so from uh, Exxon, Wisconsin, population 180. And uh, (laughs) we got a little baseball on our water tower. So um, long story short, I had a grandpa and a great uncle that were diehard baseball players, and might have got a little bit of a rap for uh, bringing in some good talent to Exxon, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And uh, so growing up, I had uh, 36 grandkids and my grandpa's side and uh my great uncle had I think roughly about 25 grandkids so baseball just kind of continued on through the family and uh there was that you know a couple periods in excellent where there were two to three teams a town of 180 people would host uh three amateur teams at once and uh most of the time families were on uh, either one of the three teams and um Anyway, so either one was uh, the uncles, one was the grandkids, and uh, I was always the little kid chasing foul balls and getting quarters behind uh, the railroad tracks, behind home plate in excellent. And then uh, I was fortunate enough to play uh, at a pretty young age some town balling, which actually probably helped me uh, mature and grow as a baseball player very fast. And uh, I went on to play in Bruce High School. Um, We had a... Pretty solid squad all four years. And then I went to uh, University of St. Thomas in Minnesota, played four years, and uh, we went to two World Series. And um, from there, it just kind of evolved into playing baseball whenever I got the opportunity to. And I think you know that, and probably most of your league knows that I'm the guy to call and will travel two hours just to come pitch against someone.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we've had uh we've had a couple situations where I've had to call Ryan and say, Hey, we had a team canceled. Can you <laughs> any way you can make it on Friday? And you don't there's no hesitation. Yep, I will get a team together and you can always you can always <laughs> count on you. We can always count on you to to bring a team down or for us to come up and play. I think, you know, you, you talked about I wanna ask you in, in what your earliest what you remember of your earliest town ball game. I can I remember the first time I met you, and who knew at that time it would lead to us talking on a podcast on my way to work in the morning. But we definitely showed up to excellent with the Spring Valley Hawks with eight guys, which there's nothing more embarrassing in town ball when you show up to somebody's park and you have eight guys. I would rather strike out four times and you know, play in my underwear than show up with eight guys yep. somewhere. So we said, is there any way you can find us a player? and then they trotted you out i think you were 14 and i think let us in hits for kids for the day so what what is what's the earliest time you remember what was your first time on a on a town ball field up in excellent
0: so that uh, that is definitely one of my most rememberable, too and i kind of got in trouble that summer because my uh, dad would negotiate with some teams that uh i would play i'd get to play against them with uh, windfall lake loons which is basically excellent and uh yeah I would get to use an aluminum bat half the time. <laughs> and back then it was the D E S R bats. Yep. Well, at fourteen my dad was uh you know, starting to I don't know what no, actually I thought I was fifteen and my dad kept telling him I was fourteen and they're like, Wait a minute, you know, the year before he was fourteen, well at uh, 14, <laughs> 15, using an aluminum bat against older men they start to get mad when they're losing. <laughs> so that was probably my my first memory. And uh along with that summer of that was when I was really playing full time men's league and um we went up to Mellon. Um little tiny town of Mellon in, you know, northern Wisconsin. Actually a really neat baseball field. Um, good crew. We'd always do a trip up there every summer and it was a fun little road trip back, you know. Hit the little town bar on the way back, have a burger, play some pool, play some cards. And uh I remember one night my dad looked at me, we had about seven deep in a truck. And he's like, uh I can't drive. <laughs> and so at fourteen years old I played in my first town ball game and I think this might have been the same summer that you came up. And sure. uh I had to drive home from Clam Lake, Wisconsin to Exlin at fourteen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: these
0: are these are the things
2: that you that happen in the Northwoods, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. exactly. We were back roads sure. all the way through winter. Um you know, looking back, probably wasn't the smartest thing, but uh, at the same time, we got home safely and we won the baseball game.
2: Yeah, well, talking about it's different eras for sure. Yeah. So, can you tell us, tell the, tell our, uh, you know, our, our faithful, growing crowd of about fifty listeners, it'll grow though. Why don't you tell oh, them yeah. about? Uh, you mentioned at the start about the excellent Braves, known for, kind of joked about, known for bringing in talent. I know we would. We would come up and play excellent every year, and, and I think we won one game in 10 years, um, and that was probably a fluke. But we always had a good time coming up there. But can you talk a little bit about just that, what you kind of joked about, about bringing in talent? and yeah. And what, what, yeah, so, what you guys did with the excellent Braves, because it wasn't an affiliated team with the WBA, right? But Right,
0: right. Yeah, so the, it was the excellent Expos and the Murray okay. Oldtimers, which is an unincorporated town five miles out of excellent um and they they would duke it out and then you know the, the murray old-timers basically became the old-timers and uh the excellent Braves kind of evolved into my dad and his uncles well then you know back in the day my grandpa would bring some guys in and i wish i had those names i was trying to think of them last night um for this podcast because there was a couple big ones but then my dad got in and kind of got connected and you know we had some names like uh Len Manning, Um, come through, play AAA with the Phillies. And you probably remember him a lefty just through
2: gas. Yep.
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: Just just impossible.
0: Yeah. Yep. So it was either, you know, a couple – there was probably about two or three uncles and my dad out there, and then the uncles got older and retired, and then some position players started coming in, guys like uh, Sean Gavigan, who uh, we picked up one year right after he got traded to the Twins. And while he was driving to the Twins, they told him just to go home. Well, his hometown was – in the cross there. So he uh packed up his bags and actually ended up coming up to excellent and played his summer up there and boy you get him fresh out of double A and uh you know you got guys uh driving the ball out of the park with ease. And that was the aluminum bat days too. And yeah. um in men's league. In Men's League. I couldn't believe that. imagine if we had that now, Josh you'd be hitting home runs all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean I would hit at least two I would hit at least two a year, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's some pretty, there's some small fields, you know.
0: Oh, I know that was a blessing up in northern Wisconsin. Was there's a lot of short porches and right.
2: (laughs) Well, the other thing that always happened to us when we were driving up to Excellent is invariably, you know, and this was this was a while ago. Invariably, we were always running late. So we were short guys. No one could do the math. So we're always running late. And I, I remember a game. I can't remember how the game finished, but I know there was one time we showed up an hour late. Definitely. And this is, this is beginning days of cell phones. So you kind of had service. You kind of didn't, you know, there's a tower about anywhere. So we really couldn't get a whole lot of Yeah. So, yeah. So we show up there. Luckily people are still at the field because they, they know we're coming. Um, and <laughs> good friend, Andy Becker, who was our shortstop at the time, we just, we tell them we'll be ready in 10 minutes. We throw our uniforms on him and, and Len Manning is pitching and <laughs> Andy Andy hit the hit the first pitch out. He hit the first pitch out of the park, and we know we're gonna probably get beat. And we didn't definitely that Lenny didn't give up another hit the rest of the day. I don't think.
0: <laughs>
2: look on, yeah. look. On, oh, what a
0: competitor!
2: Yeah, right. You just the look on his face. Most guys would be shocked, and and Lenny was just, I think probably mad. And I would have been mad yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. So, he so was you just know that. A, just a great pitcher, that guy. Wow. Nope.
0: And, you know, you go through the 90s, and that's when uh, the NBC National Baseball of Commerce was going on. Um, there was a guy by the name, uh, he owned a shoebox down in Madison. Um I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, he passed away a little bit ago, but um, he was uh, kind of the coordinator, the commission of the NBC tournament. The NBC tournament was, you know, essentially the Oakland Cavaliers, the Green Bay Wolf Cleaners. um mm-hmm. You know, I think the Hayward Hawks kind of were in the WBA, maybe not till the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Or they were in the WBA, and then they got out and were just independent like the Braves, excellent Braves were in the Eau Claire yep. Cavs. Um And well, that and, tournament, and you know, you would yep, – Some teams
2: used to go down there and play in that. So I think the Menominee yep. Eagles used to always go play in that. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. And, you know, that was back before the Northwoods League. So, you know, we you had college players that just, you know – wanted to come home to their town balls or knew of an independent team kind of somewhere. So it wasn't so much as, as, uh, enticing players to come play in an excellent back then it was, Hey, I got a buddy. You want to come, you know, work for the Gerbers up in uh, Northern Wisconsin and play in excellent and live in a little farmhouse. And um, (laughs) that really evolved what, you know, to guys like uh, Jeff Caldor, who was married into the family actually, but six, four months there has the home run record at Duluth for season and career. Um, You know, that was with the Braves' peak. And then my dad kind of got, kind of, what's the right word? Kind of wanted a side gig. So they were playing Friday night, Saturday doubleheaders, Sunday doubleheaders, and there was a younger crowd coming in, and my dad was kind of like, well, I want to play on Wednesday nights with a local team. And uh, so what he would do is he would pick up uh, WBA teams, Hogan, Hornets, Hogan Knights, Brill, um, and he would put together a throw-together team. Well, one sure. day they wore these off, off excellent Braves pennies, like kind of real cheesy blue ones, and they were sitting around afterward having a couple beers, and uh, you know my cousin just started drawing. They were talking about what should we call a team? What should we call a team? Because he was kind of ready to transition to a shortened season, because uh, us kids were coming up, you know, within that two to ten range, I think, with my two sisters, and they were prevalent in basketball, so they were getting ready to travel a lot. So my cousin actually drew the Windfall Lake loon breaking a bat in <laughs> that, you know, yeah. real muscular, <laughs> scary-looking loon. And uh, yeah. my little lake that I grew up on, a little kind of little pond, basically, was called Windfall Lake near Exlin. And uh, so it became a Wednesday night kind of bar league playing the WBA teams to my dad fully retiring from Exeland, My cousins kind of took it over through the early 2000s. And then, it, you know, um, Actually, and then you know the Northwoods League started up and got pretty prevalent, so it was kinda of a lot harder to get kids to come play in excellent and I think uh a lot of those independent n b c teams kind of halted because uh the talent was kind of lessened but, yeah
2: um, i i love the you know I love the northwoods League for what they what they do and but there is you know as an old town ball guy, that's probably a whole other podcast. There's a big piece where yeah. I think the Northwood League league gets a lot of credit for like coming in and, and creating this atmosphere but in, in many ways and places that atmosphere already existed. Uh yep. so they came into existing towns and kind of took over that scene from the town ball community. But um I can't say that in at all without sounding like sounding bitter about it. So let's not go hey, into that no, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <for> sure, but, <laughs> but it did. It it changed it is it changed the landscape, you know, not dramatically but in some places dramatically but a little bit up here. Yep. So you've carried on the tradition now. You're running the Windfall Lake Loon, so to speak. Um, Yep. And tell us a little bit about how that's been going in the recent years.
0: Yeah, so basically uh, when my dad picked up the Loon, he was 35 and older. And uh, for about five years, we would bring in, you know, Len Manning, Rick Bonnell, who pitched at Georgia. um, And I think he has uh, maybe one in the saves leader for one year. Big old lefty. You probably remember him with a pickoff move like no tomorrow. Yes. Um, he yep. was actually, and yeah. 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 He, he you couldn't be two feet off the base and he would pick you off. But he had the best no, move ever. You feel good and, just uh, being
2: slow, you know, because I'm already a foot off the base. So. <laughs> and then
0: you know John DePerry, big lefty from uh, played at the cross. Big lefty from Bayfield, Wisconsin. Six yep. six um, lefty threw hard and wild. Knew, no clue where it was going. And uh, but he was. Well, team then and then uh, Len Manning. So that was the rotation: three lefties for a 35 and older team, and um, they actually had no clue about the um, 35 and older WBA state tournament at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, fast forward to when my dad was 45, and all these guys probably were about 40, 38. Um, they finally got in, and you know they 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 got a bad rap coming in. You know, hitting some home runs and were the younger new team and. Um, my dad had to kind of negotiate his way onto the team or into the tournament. And yep. um, anyway, so they kind of are hanging on there and just doing it for fun. And shoot, my dad was 60 this year playing. Got three hits in two games. So that was kind of fun to see a 60-year-old out there putting the barrel on the ball. And yeah. um, so what I did then is I just said, you know, I want to I wanna try playing 35 and older. But I'm running – out of steam with, as far as I have a daughter now, you know, I just in that point, I think where my dad was too. And that's why I said, okay, I'm going to kind of take WBA, put it on the side. I'm going to play with my friends where we can show up with nine, 10 guys. We'll play at these beautiful parks that I knew have newer, um, good stadiums or really unique little town ball fields like melon, Bruce, um, Tony's getting up mm-hmm. there. You know, we'll go to River Falls any day of the week and twice on Sunday to play. And it's an easier sure. commute for a lot of, you know, the Loons players from uh, my college days and um, just yep. through word of mouth too. So, um, you know, basically I got to wait here about uh, six more years If before we will have a <laughs> 35 and older team again. But I don't think uh, the old Loons can hang on to it for uh, another seven years. So there might be a little break. But, you know, as far as managing the, the games – I, you know, we'll eventually get to a 15 game, 20 game schedule one year. And, uh, mm-hmm. but right now getting eight to 10, is pretty easily, easily done. So, um, you know, we do a tournament in Hayward. Um, we bring in a team from Milwaukee, a team from Minneapolis and, um, then Hayward Hawks, we always allow to be in it too for hosting. And then we go down to Milwaukee and then, uh, I try filling in with the Cavs, um, Hudson, River Falls, maybe get down to lacrosse and, um, you know pretty easy to do and then i try to make it easy for the guys to commute
2: yeah well and i think you know for the speaking for the as as one wba team that puts you guys on the schedule it's it can be hard just to find non-league games you want to play some games outside of your regular league schedule get some other players in and and we need teams that are willing to travel and willing to do that so it definitely helps that helps that purpose even in in the wba um you know, I think we talk about bringing guys in and that kind of stuff, but I've always, we always looked at, you know, looking at excellent and and looking at some of the guys that have, we've had the opportunity to play against even in, you know, when you've brought the windfall Lake team down, these are guys, a lot of them are guys who wouldn't be playing at all if they had to commit to, uh, you know, a 30 game season or a 40 game season, even in some places. So um, it's, it's not like you guys are the Yankees like stealing all the players or anything like that. That's, that's far from give anybody that yep. impression. So I think it's, it it's um, a little demographic, right?
0: Yeah, it does. And that that is a big thing is I always to make sure that we mind our P's and Q's, you know, uh, mm-hmm. because uh, you know, you, the last thing you need to do is go face a, a league affiliated team and have them not be able to throw one of their better pitchers. And then you show up mm-hmm. with nine guys that, you know, a lot of them have played some minor league ball. A lot of them have played college ball. And, you know, you're just trying to go there, have fun, give them a good game, and mind your P's and Q's, and just make sure you get invited back next year is all I tell my guys. Oh, that's you We yeah. just want to come for the fun, win or lose, have a couple beers. But it definitely had that stigma. And you, you, were, you were in that, you know, are you a Generation X? Technically, or are you millennial? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I'm like a, I'm a cusper, so like I'm a millennial yep. elder, which is wonderful yeah. to guide all these millennials. Um, but yep. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a cusper, I think they call it.
0: <laughs> You've seen that baby boomer generation go at each other's throats on the field too. So. Yeah, <laughs> I think no doubt. uh For for me being younger, I was like, okay, like if we're gonna have an unaffiliated team and play some league teams and get them to play us, we got to just tone it down the comp, comp- competitive vibes a little bit. <laughs>
2: Well, there's, I would say, I would say there's a lot of in amateur baseball, and this is maybe everybody that's continuing to play competitive sports after college. There's a little bit of a chip on the shoulder that drives people, and I think it comes from different different places, maybe for everybody, and and it's not true of 100%. I'm really generalizing here, but you know, I, where some of that competitiveness gets, gets going on the field, um, I don't know if it comes from that place or. I guess I have not, not really deeply dove into that idea, but I there, agree. there is that, just that competitive streak and everybody's got a little different reason why they keep playing. And I don't know that all of us know, know what it is. So we'd have to sit yep. on a couch and have somebody really dive into us. maybe to find
0: a, <laughs> Psychologist. Uh, hey Why are you putting your body through this still going right there, throwing and, uh, yeah, no, I mean, again, it's a failing sport that uh, you go one for three, you should be happy, you know, walking away. But, um, yeah, you know, I think all of us dream of that three for four day where we hit rope a couple doubles, win a state championship. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know that 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 resonates deep down inside with me kind of possibly giving up WBA play. Um, just the fact that especially watching you guys play and playing a good buddy of mine, Travis Thompson, you guys beat in mm-hmm. the championship. And uh, the last three years I've been telling my wife, one more year, I think we got it. I think we got it. Yeah. And I've always been with Hog and Knights, So I've always been like, Trav and I can do it. Trav and I can do it. One state. Yeah. We went six years in a row and, you know, ran into a couple really good teams. I mean, you're talking Sparta with the Boter brothers that, you know, you're mm-hmm. playing at 10 o'clock at night under the lights in Baroque <laughs> and you got Mitch Boter throwing 92 miles an hour with a splitter that, mm-hmm. I mean, I may, I may be seeing in my days you know, two or three guys that had good splitters. Um, so, you know, you, you run into some really chase Coon Valley's had some dynamite teams mm-hmm. through the years. Um, yeah. you know, and it's fun to see the young guys come in because as I'm now about well, 30, it, it's hilarious to see the fresh kids out of college, just kind of, you know, you got to pick up your game a little bit when a certain pitcher's on and, uh, you got to get a little BP during the week when you're going to play someone mm-hmm. that, you know, is going to pitch against you. And, uh, that kind of, I think that does, like you said about the competitive side, like everyone has that in them on a Tuesday before, you know, that Friday game, you're kind of like, hmm, I really should get some swings and we're playing someone good this weekend. Um, yeah. And I think uh, everyone loves the feeling of swinging a bat, hitting a ball and getting together with the guys. And you can enjoy a couple soda pops and tell some uh, fable stories, they're all right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, I think you hit it on the head too with that talking about that so that three for four day will keep you going for about three years right you get one three for four day (laughs) you spend three years dreaming that you're going to get it back and then you do and then you go for another three years but even that that one that one for three day there's something about baseball where when you go home that 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 line drive or that bunt single or that scene whatever that got you on base that one out of three times that makes you weak and i don't know what it it does maybe there's Maybe it means there's something wrong with us, or maybe it just means there's something right with us. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I well, think, Ryan, yeah, I just, it's just that love, love of the game. Yeah.
2: Oh, go ahead. Yeah, hey, I just pulled into work, and uh, I've got, I can Perfect. see teachers pulling in the parking lot. I better get myself out of the car here. But thanks uh, thanks for the time this morning. We'll definitely talk again. Uh, Travis, yeah. you're listening. we got to get you on the podcast, too. Um, oh, so yeah. So <laughs> we will. There's There's just lots of stories to tell, for sure. But...
0: There is. Yeah.
2: Ryan yeah, we Gerber gotta, we gotta get your commute of, a little uh, longer. I know, right? We <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ryan Gerber of the fabled Gerber family out of out of Excellent, But I appreciate thanks for telling us a little bit too about, you know, the family's role in, in town baseball and we'll definitely keep exploring that a little further because that's you look at all these teams, yeah. there's there's a lot of times a family behind it and um appreciate what you guys have done for baseball in Wisconsin here. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Josh. Yeah, you bet. No, Have a great rest of your day. No, you I'll too. tell Good you night. what you can do.
0: Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and the jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. Well, it's one. You're out at the old ball game.